buongiorno, buon pomeriggio, buonasera, from wherever you are in the world. You're listening to Serie Weekly. Welcome to episode two of the 2017-2018 season. We're back. Um, with me this week is uh, returning is Tom. How are you, Tom? Good, mate. How are you? Good. Did you enjoy the first round of action? It was good to be back. Good to see some uh, some action, some interesting, um, interesting, interesting occurrences. But um, I don't know. All went pretty much to plan, didn't it? No real surprises. It was the only, I guess, the only real surprise was that all the big teams won, and they all won by good margins. Eh? that's probably the big, the big thing to take away from round one. All right, listeners. So this week, how we'll structure the show is we'll talk about some transfer news and then follow that up with uh, a review. Uh, Juve and Inter games. We were hoping to get a Milan fan on and a Napoli fan on to discuss their teams, but uh, that didn't work out this week. But hopefully, we can eventually get some different perspectives on the show. And then we'll talk about the round one results in general. And then finish up with uh, some round two predictions. So let's do it. Transfer news. All right. So last uh, last episode, I was talking or raising the point about Juve having a bit of a weak sort of core and a and an average sort of spine. They seem to address this issue with the purchase of a Tweedy from um, Paris Saint Germain, a good sort of athletic central midfielder, central defensive midfielder. Tom, what are your thoughts on this this purchase? Great signing. Great depth. He'll start most weeks, so brings in um, a great deal of experience. Yeah, I don't know, just great signing. You, Everyone's happy with it. I think it's a good, yeah, definitely a good acquisition for a position much needed. I think, what do you think is going to happen to Marquisio? Because there were some reports um, throughout the week that he's been no. a bit marginalised by Allegri and he's not feeling the love at the moment. Yeah, but then I read other reports where he said that um, something along the lines of once you've played for your the dream club, you never want to leave, blah, blah, blah. But I just think that um, it's the nature of the game. Everyone's going to grow a bit older. Everyone's going to get a bit slower. And um, his time at the top, he's still at the top. He's still a good player, but his time will eventually, you know, go before him. So, yeah, I don't know if I, I, don't know if I believe the rumours about Milan circling and, you know, all that. But I still think Marquisio will play a lot and have a big role. Mm. I mean, the centre of midfield wasn't too bad. Obviously, on the weekend, they didn't play against a brilliant team. But, I mean, they pretty much bossed it for 90 minutes. Pjanic was... Yeah, he had actually a good game. Pjanic was good. I mean, that Thank ball you. we played to... <laughs> Freak. To Dybala was unreal. Making me eat my own words. With this signing, you're definitely going to get a bit more um, athleticism, a bit more drive. Um... So I think, and a bit more physicality. So I would say between Marquisio and Kadira, you probably, I would probably say Kadira is probably the one sweating it a bit more because he has to work on his fitness. And I guess he doesn't really, impose, sometimes he does, he goes missing a bit and he doesn't really impose himself in matches like he should. I think Kadira is pretty much on the way out. I yeah. don't know. I can't see him playing a whole heap. That's the problem is his injuries. And I just don't, I think his disform. It's a bit wishy-washy. Know, he's very it? slow. Yeah. Well, he didn't even... Yeah. He didn't, well, when you're not starting round one, that means you're not really... No, that's right. All right. So um, then Milan made uh, also made a, a significant purchase with the uh, Fiorentina forward uh, Kalinic. I think this probably ends their pursuit of Bellotti. Teller was saying that they're going to make one more acquisition, and that being a forward. To help out, yeah, but who's um, not, what does that mean? Like only Bellotti, only um, Monaco, or 
PSG or something like that is going to get Belotti. I would probably say the safer bet is that he doesn't move anywhere this season. Yeah, he stays oh, at Torino. It's dragged on a bit, isn't it? It's a bit yeah. late now. Well, okay, there's a few circumstances which I think may force well, may result in his move. So Mbappe from Monaco is pretty close to signing with PSG, and then they may, may then use the money they get from him, Mbappe, to then purchase Belotti. But then there's also a rumour that um, Monaco wants Sheik from Sampdoria. So yeah, I don't know. If you're Belotti, do you want to go to Monaco? Probably not. Easy league. Although money talks. Yeah, good, good, good wicket play an easy league. Win, play Champions League. I'd love to see him in the Premier League, going to Chelsea, partnering up with Morata. Yeah, he's he's a very um, contest style of player as well, like physical in and out sort of. You know what I mean? Uses his body, thrashes it about. Got got two legs, so he's comfortable on both feet. Scores a lot with his head. He's he's an all round player, and I think he's almost like um Diego. I think he's a better version of Diego Costa, and I think he would actually fit in pretty nicely at Chelsea, to be honest with you. Particularly with Conte as the coach, but I just don't see them splashing the hundred mil to get him. Yeah, twenty three. Why not? I mean, everyone else is worth hundred mil, but anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's the difference? Hundred mil doesn't mean anything anymore. 100 mil is like 10 million nowadays. Yeah. Fuck all. If Coutinho is worth 100 mil, surely Belotti is worth it, worth it, eh? Yeah, well, if Coutinho is worth fucking even more, apparently. So, yeah, well, he caught I don't know. And I guess there wasn't really much news anywhere else. I mean, Inter, um, I guess, loaned out with the obligation to buy two players to Valencia in um, Murillo and uh, Condogbia. Condogbia has just been a massive fail for the club ever since his purchase. I don't think he was too bad his first year. Uh, look, he he show, he shows signs of of brilliance, but then he's just he's got his brain dead. He like he make dumb decisions like that own goal in preseason. Did you see that? He scored an own goal from like halfway. <laughs> like, yeah, that just, was quality. The, the dude's cooked, man. So I honestly don't think he he's not a type of player that can thrive where there's uh, at a club where there's a lot of expectation. So I don't know. I maybe like going to that La Liga and to a mid table team in the league and might suit him better. Um, and I guess out of that deal, we got Jao uh, Cancelo, um, the Portuguese right wing back slash right, right winger. I've never seen this dude play, so I can't really comment. But apparently, there's like a at the end of the loan, there's a thirty million uh, buy clause, which I don't think Inter has to has to trigger. So it option depends. to buy. Yeah. So if he um, if he performs well, we might do it. But um, I don't know. According to all the podcasts and news sites I read, he's got pace. He's like he's like um, Salah in in the sense that he's just super quick, super quick. What, what position? Sorry, right wing back, right right winger. What like Quaresma was such a good signing for Inter. <laughs> I would say he's. Is this an, is this another one of those guys that's under the next Ronaldo category? Or? Nah, not really. I don't think I don't think many people have hyped this guy other than his pace. To be honest with you. The problem is that our right-hand side is Candreva and D'Ambrosio. Um, Candreva's okay, but he definitely died at the end of last season in terms of just um, stamina. And D'Ambrosio, whilst he got earned himself a couple of Italy caps from his performances last season, he's no Macon. So this Cancelo bloke, he's, uh, he's been brought in just for his pace. So as you know, Spalletti loves that those wingy paces. So he's got one in Perisic on the left-hand side. Um, and I think this guy's been brought in to replace Candreva more than um, D'Ambrosio because he just wants that 
that that guy that can just zip in behind the defense. Um, so I think uh, that's that's what's going to happen with him. How about uh, Mangala from City pushing for the inter move? I don't mind it. I mean, I know he's a bit of a potato at City, but I don't actually mind that because he was he, where was he, he was in Spain before he went to City, right? It was either it was either Porto or Spain. I can't remember, but he was pretty decent before he went to City. He's been like as a backup centre back to what we already got. I don't mind that. Particularly Renocchia, Spalletti has confirmed that Renocchia is going. So Inter are going to sell Renocchia this window. We've got 10 days to do it. It's going to happen. Hopefully someone steps up. Burnley have put in a £6 million bid for him. The... I don't know why because he was <laughs> shocking at Hull. <laughs> he can't been... cope with the pace of the Premier League. So I don't think the, the, the problem isn't the fee because I'm pretty sure Inter will accept anything. The problem is his wages. He's like his wage. That's the problem. So he's pre- and he's been known to be happy to sit in the pine and just take that wage. So so what? Good chance for uh, Ranocchio to go. Well, he's good chance. So what's left in this window then for Inter? What are they going to do? Sign someone? Another centre back, and may- maybe maybe another forward. Um, it kind of depends on who they get rid of. So they I, they want to get rid of um, Jovetic and Jovetic. Yep. Yeah. The only problem is they haven't got a fee that I they thought he was to. well performing well in preseason. Yeah, he, that's what he does. So he performs well in preseason and does nothing during the season and just causes disruptions in the changing room. If um, someone comes in with a bid for him, like we're talking, they want you know high teens, mid twenties, somewhere around there, um, and also they want to get they're they're willing to accept a deal for Brozovic, and Brozovic apparently was linked to a swap with Juve for ah uh, he's a winger. The South American bloke he got from um, Chelsea. Not Quadrado. Yes, that's him. There, there was talks of a swap um, again for for Brozovic. So if we can move some players, we may purchase someone else. But at the moment, I think we'll just focus on maybe getting another centre-back and hopefully, if we can, closing the Schick deal. But we, that seems to be uh, dragging on, though. And I'm not really optimistic of that, to be honest with you. Um, out of that, um, there's, I don't know, I don't have much else transfer news for Roma or Napoli, do you? Come across anything? Um, Napoli, well, Napoli are going to get 40 million for qualifying for the Champions League, Huge. so if they're going to do something, then go for it, then, you know, Double down sign, but them. I mean, I don't know a whole, a whole heap they need improving on, they look very good, um, so far to start the year. I mean, the thing is, they're just going to bang in goals for fun. Um, Maurizio Sarri has been saying, um, bring on Man United. We want them in the Champions League. And the player, I can't remember who, from Nice said, Napoli is one of the top five teams in the, in Europe. Yeah, so, I mean, there's big hype. <laughs> talking shit. <laughs> he just got dumped out by them. He's like trying to soften the blow of getting dumped out by Napoli. I wouldn't say they're top five teams in Europe. That's a bit extreme. I don't know. They're impressive. They're impressive. I said last week, I made the call that their attack was the best in Italy, and I think they're, oh. I should have clarified that their attacking football, their attacking style is probably the best in Italy. Is it the best on the continent? Oh. But maybe. I don't know. Probably, look, winning the Champions League is a whole other thing, but I just feel like they're the type of team that when you're playing out there against them, you'd feel like you're under the pump um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. for 90 minutes. Like You'd feel under pressure. You'd feel like at any moment they're ready to score. So... Yeah, obviously that's probably why that player felt like he was playing one of the best teams in Europe. But yeah, 
All right. Well, I've, I've only got a, actually I've got a bit of news that I want to wrap up on. Um, so there's been two in terms of Serie transfer sagas. There's been two. One is this Patrick Schick deal. So for listeners that don't know, Patrick Schick is a forward from Sampdoria. He is touted to be the next um, Ibrahimovic. He's a tall, sort of lean but physically imposing forward. Very young, very skilled. He had agreed terms with um, Juventus and Sampdoria and Juventus had agreed terms for the sale price. He did went to um, J Medical and Juventus pulled the pulled the pin out because they because of uh, Sheik failed the medical due to a heart problem. Then, at the same time, Inter was going in for him and they lost out. They thought they lost out to Juventus, but then it turns out they didn't. Then they had a two-hour dinner with some daughters directors plus Schick's agent. I love that. Agreed. Dinner. Hey? I love that two hour dinner. <laughs> it was it was like um it was all over social media. It was like went in well into midnight. And then they um basically what we thought to have understood is agreed terms with the, both the club and the player. The player said, Yep, I'm happy to go into. He had I I thought he was had a medical or was scheduled in to have a medical. Subsequently it turns out that Sampdoria aren't happy with the sum Inter's offering, nor the terms of the payment. So I think Inter wanted to defer payment until the end of the season or pay installments. Sampdoria want the cash up front. That's their preference. Yeah. So there's been a bit of a hold-up. Now, because of that, Roma's now been able to weasel their way in, and they've offered a higher sum than Inter, naturally. But guess what? It's literally like a couple of mil higher than what Inter's offered. So I think Inter offered like 25 or something, so um, Roma's come in and offered 28. So what this has now happened is that there's Sam so is trying to leverage the higher offer to get more money out of Inter. Inter saying we can't do this. Patrick has the player Patrick Schick has made it clear that he wants to sign for Inter, given that Inter has been interested in this player since day dot and and has probably put the has put the most effort to get him across the line. So out of that. Where do you think this guy's going to end up? Do you think Sandoria is going to just keep trying to drive the price up? Do you think he's going to end up at Roma? Do you think he's going to end up at Inter? Apparently now he's been shopped around at Monaco and Dortmund. What do you think? Pra- oh, you mean Juve's linked to, to him now again. He's gone full circle. Um, I don't know. Once he fail a medical, I don't think... I can't see Juve going back for him. Because, I mean, if they were prepared to... Why wouldn't they just sign him? They probably maybe wanted him to fail the medical to drive the price down. I don't know. There's always something like that going on. <laughs> but um, it's it's interesting though. It's this is actually quite a bizarre turn of events. So Tom, where do you think he'll end up? Well, that that Ferrero was saying that I don't know who he is and what relation he is, but he reckons that uh, Roma are much further ahead than anyone. Probably because they've offered the most money. But I don't know. <sighs> he would say that. I mean, the guy. I can see his position. Santoria don't come across players that are worth this kind of money all that often. So I don't have anything against him, but maybe just just don't be so difficult to negotiate with. Just maybe set terms a bit clearer. What's there left? There's like nine or ten days left in the market. Mm. Yeah. Uh, whoever's whoever's desperate, he'll go there. He doesn't want to he won't want to stay at Sampdoria or yet again. There's nine days left. I agree. Either way he's not gonna stay Appar- at Sampdoria. Apparently he's had a full clean bill of health from the doctors in Sampdoria. Yeah. I don't know, for whatever it's worth. Yeah, so I, I I think whoever gets this player is going to get a gem, whether it's Inter or Roma. He has said he has a preference for Inter, but money talks. So um, 
keep your eye on this one, I guess. And so what? He's he's the one to watch, is he? Yeah, he's apparently the next big thing. What did he do? He scored eleven goals last year. Uh, yeah, he signed in January. one and three. He signed in January. In January. Yeah. So in half a season, he dominated pretty much for Sandoria. I and I think the the attributes of him being tall and um and technically proficient. So um, not many tall strikers are that coordinated. Lands like Zlatan Ibrahimovic is one of the few that are, and he's apparently just mirrors Zlatan. And then the other transfer saga is Kita Balde. So Kita Balde is a Lazio winger. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. He pretty much um, said that he wants to move to Juve, and his contract is coming up uh, at the end of this season with Lazio. Um, and Lolito, the Lazio president, said has a preference not to sell to Juve because of you know, whatever, the history between the two clubs. They don't like each other. Um, and is he confirmed that they received pretty good offers that they were willing to accept from Milan, Napoli, and even West Ham. But the play himself, Kita Kita Balder turned them all down because he wants to go to Juve. Now the thing is though, Juve know this and have offered him nothing because they want the contract to expire and they pick him up from on the free. So well, they're, they're kind of holding the the you know they're doing the dirty on Lazio. Yeah, but I don't know why not? Well, like I mean, got to be business is business. Do they need <laughs> cater that much? That's the other question. Is like, but why do they obsess with all these wide players? I mean. You just signed Bernadeschi and you got now you want to go for this guy. I don't know. They love those wide players. Well, apparently apparently Juve want um, Momo Sissoko as well for in the middle. So, hmm. I don't know. I can't see them signing them all. But they're linked with everyone. When you're the top team, you're linked with everyone. Um, Keith, apparently, Lee Tottenham are in strain interest in Keith DeBalda too. And if I personally, if I was him, I'd definitely go to Tottenham. A club on the ascendancy get a new stadium in Premier League. They've got a good manager, a good first team. They're only going up. I'll definitely sign it for uh, Tottenham, even over well, Juventus. Yeah, Tottenham, 30 million. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So that's another one to watch. I think both of these deals will get done this window. It, where they go remains unclear, but I think Patrick Schick will stay in um, will stay in Italy, most likely. But I don't know about Kitabold because I, even if like Chelsea come in for him or, or um, you know City or Liverpool, I know Liverpool perhaps as well. I can see. I, I don't know. I think he could, he could he could change his mind about wanting to play for Juventus. All right. So that's about all the transfer news we got for this week. Um, we'll keep you we'll keep you up to date of uh, anything that happens up until um, up until uh, when the window shuts. Okay, let's move to uh, round one results. And I mentioned at the top of the of the show that we're going to be talking about in depth in about the uh, Juve and Inter games this week. Um, so maybe did you want to start with the Juve game, uh, T, in, in your thoughts and your impressions of how Juve performed? Um, three nil, um, cruise control. This is against Cagliari, obviously. Um, I thought it was. I don't know. I. I um, I just watched them play, and it's it just seems all very easy. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I I, I, I don't think... know. It wasn't. I get it. Like it was good to be back, but it wasn't overly exciting. I mean, it felt just like you ever had total control. Um, a couple times, um, there was a few sniffs, a few fouls around the box, and obviously that penalty. And and like uh, Chiellini was a bit rough with some passes and. Rugani probably rushed a few things, but I mean, 
I don't know. I didn't feel like there was uh, it was a great deal of uh, pressure. Who um who was your right back? Is it Bagzali? Lichtsteiner. Oh, Lichtsteiner was yeah because I think no Lichtsteiner. Oh yeah, Lichtsteiner. I think he got in the team of the week. Um, is that an issue for you? You think having him if he performs like that every week? I guess it isn't, but he's pretty old now. No, I mean he's he's yeah, but he's experienced. He knows how to play and. Um, especially with Juve, he's been there a while, and I don't know. I don't think it's too much of an issue. I mean, in terms of winning Champions Leagues, is he got enough quality to do that? Don't know. Who knows? But uh, for Serie, I think he's more than capable as a right back, and he's keen, and he likes to get in people's faces, and he um, and he's you know he's aggressive, and he's 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 I don't know. I don't mind him. I think he's good. He's good yeah, fit. even with the penalty decision from the video. Um, video assistance I don't even think even if they did score Buffon did a great save but even if, even if the Caleri did score I didn't even think that that would change the outcome of the game um, Juve just looked dominant so I mean it was what, um, it was an interesting uh, homecoming for Padoin playing right back um, winning five championships with Juve then to play against them um, I don't know that would have been f- what a difference yeah, in, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, one minute you're at the Uber Stadium killing it, the next you're fucking getting killed. <laughs> but um, I don't know. He was much loved, so good luck to him. Um, and what did you think of uh, your key man, Dybala, his performance? He looked energised. He looked up and about. I love, like, the, the small man, big man combo, Higuain, Dybala, um, even Mandzukic. And they're he's just so greedy and hungry. And if, see, you're, if, see, if if somebody put, if on. you see Manzuk, if you watch Manzukic and Higuain's relationship, you would think that they wouldn't speak a word to each other. Mm. You see, Manzukic when he puts a ball in, or when, or if he takes a shot, Higuain's arms are straight up in the air. You can see he's swearing at himself or something. I just think I just laugh. I, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but they seem to just like they're greedy, but in a way that enables them to score more goals. So they got the hunger, they got the drive. So it's I don't know. It's really good to see. Yeah, I mean, um, I was Alexandro say, was good. I was going to just jump in. I was going to say the the best thing about this performance is that you seem to just shake off that lethargic preseason that you had. Pretty much, you just you just say, all right, this is round one. Let's kick into gear. Your forward line was impressive, and he said um, imposing. Um, your back line was, I mean, at times, the, you know, odd passes and whatever, maybe odd couple, few bad decisions. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's, I don't know. I think there's, out of everything, that's the worry, isn't it? Is it going to hold mm. up Rugani and Chiellini? Obviously, you've got Bazali and... Um, and you saw today that they're looking at uh, Mustafi... Arsenal and well, I don't really? know. Maybe they're not too overly confident, but I don't know. I think it's obviously good enough against Cagliari. Nice, yeah. I mean, there's not much else to say. It was just a just a typical Juventus performance, um, and they got the the the, the Zerv three points and um, yeah. Douglas Costa and Matuidi came on with about fifteen to go. Do you think what do you? What, I mean, uh, Douglas Costa. In particular, I mean, fifty minutes is hard um, to go off of. 
Yeah, very hard. I don't know. I'll just give him time. Eventually, he'll find his his role and his starting spot. And I think Quadrado and him could be very similar. So I think they could be good. I don't know if they necessarily play a lot together, but yeah. Is that who you came on for? I think the real surprise is that he did. I think the real surprise is um, how well over the last two seasons Mandzukic has been. Last year, he only scored like eight goals, and that's his worst ever um his worst ever tally as a striker, but he's, uh, as we said last week, he's more on the left now as a winger. Mm. So, as like he's though. just been, yeah, he's just been too good out there. So, I mean, naturally, just say you're playing FIFA, you'd have Quadrado on one wing and Douglas Costa on the other. Yeah. And that would be it. But Mandzukic, in reality, has just been too good. But that's what I don't understand why they're so obsessed with Kita Balder and they're going to have and they got Bernadeschi as well. Then Costa's like, all right, we understand you want depth for those positions, but I mean, you can only fit three forwards in the game. So what are you going to do with these players? But anyway, so Bernadeschi didn't um, didn't feature at all. Yeah, okay. Is there? Am I missing something, or is he? Well, I don't know. I wonder if that was a Juventus purchase as opposed to a Allegri purchase. I think maybe Juventus wanted him more than Allegri did. But we you know it's round one, so we'll just have to wait. You know, it's no whatever. We'll see what happens with that. Um, I don't. Know, I just think there was all this hype about him being the next number ten, and then this and that, and then doesn't even feature. Maybe I've yeah, haven't but, read something or not caught nah. up on something properly, but. Allegri does that rotation thing as well. So he, he, you remember how um, you remember when Dybala first came to to Juventus and he didn't start him at all for like three months or whatever. You know, he just wouldn't start him. Even um, Danny Alves as well. And yeah, yeah, he's got a weird thing with that. He just doesn't play him. He just I don't know. He's, he's like you have to, he doesn't trust them. Who he, they have to earn his trust. So who knows? Allegri's a bit weird with that. So we'll just um, we'll just I reckon just give him a couple of weeks and or a month or two, I guess, and we'll probably feature more. Um, um, but Buffon obviously still can cut the mustard. Freak save for the penalty, really well, really well read, and just yeah. Mm. So, um, all right, cool. All right, when the VAR. Just... Yeah, go on. What the fuck is the deal with it? <laughs> uh, uh, is it not the most embarrassing thing you've ever seen? Um, all right, maybe we'll just we'll, we'll, we'll shelve that. We'll come into that after. We'll, we'll maybe we'll talk about the inter game and the other round results, and we'll talk about the VAR and how that's impacted the week. All right, so inter game. Uh, okay, it was. So I think the the Fiorentina opponent is obviously was a bit, you know, of a higher standard of calorie. But to be honest, I think we won this game off the stretch of thirty minutes. So that first half, we put in a shift like we haven't put in a shift for like seventy years. It was really probably our best performance I've seen in a long time. High pressure, won the ball, aggressive in the midfield. Yeah, caused them a lot of anxiety um, in the defence. Got a got two goals up in the first seventeen minutes. Could have had probably another two. Unlucky, uh, Brozovic should have definitely converted his attempt. Um, and then second half, we had that a bit of a lull, and Fiorentina was starting to build momentum and confidence. And they, I think they hit the post from memory, and they should have probably gotten a goal back. But then their best opportunity, uh, after their best opportunity, we capitalised on our third goal and put the game to bed. Um, I mean, I'm really the thing that really impressed me is this new system um, that spladdy has got the players where. He has like a two-man pivot, or I guess it's a two-man pivot in the midfield, and then a free-roaming attacking midfielder 
that it just kind of gets the ball and and has a quick release. So um, um, Valero, people were maybe criticizing Inter for this purchase, and I was probably one of them as well. You know, you're buying a 33-year-old player to one end and uh, Vecino as well from Fiorentina, but they really worked well and they and they were aggressive against Fiorentina as well. They had no problems about the, the professionalism they brought in that game was really well and pleasing to see. Um, and also John Mar- Jean Mario um, came on for Brozovic um, and he is our number 10 and he fitted into that attacking midfielder role, uh, set up Perisic for, for his goal. He just he can just slip a player, and I think he's got the makings of 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 the next uh, Niangalan or the next um, I don't know the next great sort of midfielder. He just he can just he's got he's big, tall, he's very technically uh, proficient, and he can just has that ability to, to, to maybe suck in a player and slip it through him and then run past. So um, promising size, particularly given that we're going to play in Roma next week. Did you catch any of the game or see any of the highlights? Um, well, I basically just saw the goals. Um, yeah. Did you rate Icardi's second goal? The I mean, we said before that Fiorentina's... Oh, I've just seen the highlights and I saw the mm, the dubious penalty. <laughs> the you can talk, Juventus fan. Vecino's, Vecino's decent chance that he had and Icardi with the, the second header and uh, Perisic... With that um, that header there in the second half, but yeah, I mean it was good, decent highlights anyway. Well, yeah, I mean that's what it was. I mean it was wasn't really much happening that second half, but then Fiorentina just got on top a bit, and then they should have maybe had a goal pretty much. But it was about thirty minutes of Fiorentina being on top, and then we just finished the game off three 0 But I mean the pleasing thing was to see that. Didn't you say last week Fiorentina's pretty much dust? Yeah, I mean. They signed, um, I think, Simeone from Genoa um, and Benassi from Torino, and they didn't really add much to us. I mean, they've only been together for a couple of days, but they didn't really add much. I mean, still got guys like Babaka. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, when you when you lose your your three best players, man, it's it's and it you know it hurts. Like it's not an easy thing to recover from. So. All right, then we'll quickly maybe zip through the other results um, and then we'll talk nah. a bit, bit about the VAR. And how did uh, Wadio? Why do you always ask questions after I've moved on? Uh, yeah, he played really well. And I, like I said, I had to eat a bit of words because of because uh, um, I wasn't convinced of that signing. But he's, he's so far from preseason in this game, he's really turning me around. He's, he put in a shift like just an honest box, like a like almost like a box-to-box shift where he just... He cuts into the space. He covers. He covers the ground well, and he's just smart with his distribution. And he, and that's something we've really yeah. Missed. Any any animosity with the old team? Anything like that? Anything decent or just Not really. bullshit? Oh, uh, he crunched someone. Uh, it's. It, I mean, the dude's got a tattoo of the like the coordinates of Fiorentina, like the longitude and latitude. I think of the city. So he loves he loves uh, Florence, right? But. He definitely went. He did. He mm. didn't. You know. What I mean, he's a professional. He just came in. And he, he's playing for Inter now. And he wanted to win with Inter, and he definitely achieved that. So, this, we've been talking for a bit. So let's zip through what we've got to get through. All right. So um, the other games, uh, Napoli beat Verona. I just saw the highlights, and Insigne put in a shift, a really good shift, and he's in some form. He just scored against Nice in their uh, Champions League uh, qualifier game. Um, any quick comments about that game? 
Tom? Um, Napoli look the goods. Yeah, good for good Napoli look the goods. Okay, but I mean, um, as 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 expected, Verona managed to score a goal still, so that's um obviously Napoli's. Uh, yeah, that's their weakness at the moment is just their ability to concede. Mm. Who yeah. scored? I think it was Pazzini or something like that. Yeah, I agree. I think that the defense is still a bit average. Next game. Uh, uh, shock of the round. Lazio drawing to Spal. <laughs> uh, Spal just put the, the 10 men behind the ball and uh, held out. So congratulations to them, eh? Not the result Lazio wanted, that's for sure. Um, Roma. They got a free kick against Atalanta. Karlovic, or Karlovic, how do you say that guy's name? The, the former Man City um, left back. Kolovic. Kolarov, sorry. He uh, scored a free kick underneath the wall. 1-0 against Atalanta. It wasn't a very convincing performance, but uh, they got the camera with the result. Um, Bologna and Torino was a one-all draw. Uh, yeah, I think Torino probably should have edged it, but that's the way it goes. Um, Milan uh, dominated early on against Crotone um, and won 3 0 Um Sampdoria and Benevento. Benevento almost uh, came away with the with the draw, but Sampdoria got the result in the end. 2-1 to Sampdoria. Sassuolo and Genoa, nil-nil result there. I think both teams are definitely going to struggle with Serie A this year. Genoa just a rat. There's just a nothing. That's nothing going for them. There's no. Just, it's a very very placid performance. And then um, the last game was Udinese, Udinese versus uh, Kiev, and Kiev won surprisingly away from home, two one. The one thing out of all these games that had a bit of uh, talking points was the video or VAR system. How, how do you? I think it's a bit of a bit of a. I don't it's know. Embarrassing. It's embarrassment. Yeah, how they've done it. So apparently the VAR can um can he overrule the ref? No, the ref is. The ref looks at the video mm. and makes the call. So the ref is still making the call. That's why there's still it's still the referee's interpretation. But then like he there's some instances where I think in the intergame or I can't remember which game it was, where like he stopped play, one of the refs stopped play to go look at the video. But I'm like, you can't do that. Like, I don't think the interpretation is is that it's, that's uh, some refs are just interp- like just looking at the video whenever they want. But I thought you had to wait till play goes out, right? I don't know. I just think it's a joke. Well, the bloke goes up to the screen and then he watches something, and nobody can be around him while he's watching because he's got to make his own decision. So everyone turns around. It's like he's watching fucking some X-rated TV show or hiding in his corner. Then he runs out and he makes a Makes the shocking call. Come on, it's so embarrassing. Oh yeah, it's, it's like the MLS. Mm. Did you see? I don't know if you saw Kaká getting sent off in the MLS yeah. when he was like, <laughs> yeah, friendly yeah. mucking around with his mate. It's just a joke. The thing is, I don't understand. Like, like the way they do it is like American sports, where if there's a play, they try to bring back the play, then call call the make decision on the on the video, and then the refs make the call, right? But soccer is not like American football or hockey or whatever. I mean, it should be more like, I don't know, like tennis or cricket where there's an appeal system. So 
if they get a penalty or they, if they don't get a penalty, the captain should go up to the, the ref and go, look, we want to appeal that. And the ref goes, okay. And then he makes his decision. And then each team gets like, I don't know, three three chances to appeal. The referee shouldn't be using this game, using this at all, ideally. It's only when there's a complaint or the captain from a team it's, should, it's, should call It's going to be to... The idea about it is to avoid the absolute howler when mm. someone's getting blind robbed. That penalty for you over there, 50-50 uh, in... Any situation, well. I, I, I just uh, and the red card against Milan. The so he, he got has a, to send the, him off. Yeah. So the play for Contoni got he runs over. Yeah. And he runs over. Oh no, that's a red. Come on, mate. Well, I mean, I guess like all things, this is new. So new, new will take time to get better. But it hasn't been so a great start. Why did they bring it in to, to stop? To stop. Um, what is it? This is an anti-Uve thing or something. <laughs> well, you, could some argue conspiracy. That, you could argue that the Uve is the one selecting the the guy who's playing about the video footage. I don't know. It's because FIFA want to trial it, so the um, so the Italian FA said, "Okay, let's do it." Is that is that the new one? Is it that Uve a Uve person is is selecting which footage to show? Is that one? <laughs> is it? <laughs> In some intercircles, yeah, that's a new that's the new Uber conspiracy theory. Oh my god! Um, nah, I don't like it. For fair. me, if the Premier League's not doing it, don't do it. That's what it is for me. Goal line technology, get the ball with the chip in it, and fucking watch go nuts if it goes over the line because the goal was a goal. This bullshit. What are you going to say? No, it wasn't offside. It was or penalty in ninetieth minute, or it wasn't. But what would they do with that penalty? That they called um, Milan Juve last year, and Juve got the penalty when it was handball. What are they going to do? And in a situation when it's fifty-fifty, he still has to make a call fifty-fifty. So it's not like it's eliminating human error. The ref's still going to make his call. I don't know. Well, hopefully, he makes a more informed decision when he sees the video. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait for the. It's going to be interesting. Put it away. Ah, uh, look, I don't know. I think I'll figure it out. I mean, like I said, it's a trial, so it should get better. But it definitely wasn't smooth, and it wasn't. I agree. There's definitely scope to improve. Um, that's for sure. And the other thing is, though, I just don't get why they make it the, the why they go to the video and break up the play. I mean, surely it has to be when can't the there be out. some guy with a headset on watching saying, "Sorry, champ, go back. That's a pen." Why does he need to run? over in front of 40,000 people yeah. and go watch a, a 10 second clip and nobody can look at him because you have to get away from the ref he, you can't influence him that's so embarrassing talk about dra- drama I like how they do it in rugby in rugby they um, that's pretty much how they do it they, they he, he gets communicated what the video so they make the call rugby, they go back to the cricket. tape and, and the guy talks to him and says yeah mate you got it wrong and then the ref can go yeah right Let's change it, or or we go. No, that's how not how I saw it. Whatever, but I mean, football is, is very slow to transition to new technology. We all know that. We all know that. Yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't need it. It's the only game that you don't need to change. I mean, what what they do? They made the kickoff go the other way anyway. Now, well, it's the only game where you don't you don't need to change anything. It's good. Watch this space, listeners. Watch this space. It is a bit of a joke. All right, let's maybe we'll wrap up because I think we're going for about half an hour. So let's wrap up and talk about um, round two predictions. All right, so um, let's start it. So there's three games on Saturday night. Um, so 
Yes, Sunday morning our time. Benevento is taking on Bologna. What's your tip there, mate? Benevento against Bologna. Um, Bowl reports Benevento didn't do too bad against Samdori on the weekend. So, I don't know. First game at home. I thought they weren't going to win a game, score a goal or anything, but I don't know. Who knows? I'm going for a draw. Beautiful. I thought you didn't tip draws, mate. Yeah, I've changed my mind. It's only took a week. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going for Bologna. So that's that's more tip. Went out on a limb. <laughs> uh, all right. So next game is Genoa versus Juventus. Clearly Juventus, right? Well, I'm tipping Juventus. Yeah. Yeah, Juventus. Um, same here, Juventus. I can't see them losing to Genoa. They're terrible. Um, all right. So next, and the third game of Saturday night is the late one. It's Roma versus Inter. Who are you tipping? <laughs> Um, Inter with ease, I think. Inter with ease. Yeah, Ooh. I think. I I agree. Actually, I'm pretty. I'm feeling pretty confident about this. Roma is a new team, new players, new formation. Um, De Rossi is sitting in the middle of a three-man midfield. I don't know how long that's going to last. Um, I don't know. Don't really rate their their their, their forward line anymore with Salah gone. So I'm going into two. Why not? I think Spalletti will figure out and knows the weaknesses of that team and he'll know how to exploit them. All right, and the remaining games on Sunday, the Sunday fixture, we've got Torino versus Sassuolo. Who do you think is going to win that one? I think Torino for me. Um, both coming off draws. So, I mean, they'll be hungry for a win, but I think Torino at home. Yep. Yeah, they'll get the job done, I think. When you went to um, Torino, did you ever? Did you see the the Alpi, Del Alpi? Is that where they play? Juventus is the same as the Del Alpi. Oh, well, didn't they share that with Torino? Or am I getting that? No, they, no, they shared the Olympic Stadium. Ah, that's right. They're right. The Torino's kept it. What did you think of the? Did you see the Olympic Stadium? No, I only saw J Stadium, ah. which is the Allianz Stadium now. I think. Yeah, it is. It is. All right, next game: Kievo versus uh, Kievo, Kievo Verona versus uh, Lazio. Uh, Lazio bounce back, although Kievo, I don't know, they got the win against Udinese. I don't know, that's a tough one. Yeah, Mate. could be a draw. I don't know, Lazio. I'll just put Lazio. Fuck it, <laughs> Lazio. I reckon Kievo is my dark horse this season. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna say Kievo too. I, 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 they're stronger than what people think they are. Um, ever since ever since they came in, uh, they've always been. I think most people don't mind them for whatever right. reason. Yeah, I don't mind them. Um, next game: Crotone versus Hellas Verona. Um, I don't rate Verona at all. <laughs> but they do like Crotone. Ah, uh, no, that's why it's such. a Tough choice. Crotona just avoided relegation. Uh, I'm going to go Verona. Hellas. All right. I'm going to go Crotona for the fuck of it. I mean, who knows, really, at the end of the day. All right, then Fruitina versus Sampdoria. I'm going to go Fruitina. I think they'll they'll bounce back. I think they're, I think they're just, Pioli will have a bit structured against this team, Sampdoria. 
I'm going to say um, Fiorentina at home. Yeah. All right. And sorry, screen just went back. Okay. And then after that, we've got Milan, Calgary. Calgary will lose to Milan. Yeah, Milan will smash them. We'll smoke them. I, I reckon this is going to be, uh, I'm going to say like a 5 new. I reckon they're going to absolutely blitz them. First game at the San Siro. San Siro's going to be pumping. They're going to walk all over them. Uh, second to last game, Napoli versus Atalanta. Napoli will win like 4-1 or something ridiculous. Yeah, I've got to say, Atalanta didn't look that bad against Roma. Um, I thought they will be unlucky. But, I mean, away in Sao Paulo is going to be hard. It's very intimidating for any team, so we'll see. Um, and the last game, Spal. Spal always have the last game. Spal versus Udine. Uh, Udine will win for me. You reckon? It's going to be a very long year for Spal supporters. <laughs> they did very boring ninety minutes. Oh my god! They just every week. Out. Yeah, they grind out results, man. I agree. I'm gonna but go. I mean, credit to them. Pinching a point on match day one. Yeah, good on them. That's good. Decent. Go to the capital. Get a point. Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy with that for sure. I look. <sighs> Any points a miracle for me for this team because Ord- they just they don't have the resources or the players. Yeah, Ordinaire Ord- didn't didn't win, so I don't know. They'll be keen to get a result. I don't know. Could be interesting. Hopefully, there's an upset. Hopefully, one of the teams that just got promoted or or Crotone that just avoided mm. can can sort of cause a bit of damage and a bit of a ruckus. I think out of all those games, the upset will probably maybe be I don't know, maybe call. I reckon maybe Kiev would beat Lazio or, or even Benevento to beat Bologna at home. Maybe those could be the upsets for the round. The rest of the game seemed pretty pretty evenly matched. Would you say Inter yeah. to beat Roma as an upset? No. So you, you okay? I guess I guess the way they've had their respective markets and where the teams are at, they're pretty even at the moment. I just think um, Inter squad depth is better than Roma's and. Mm. Yeah, sure. All right, listeners, uh, I think we've been rambling on for long enough. Um, like I said, uh, next week, we'll hopefully, we want to get more um, different perspectives. So we're looking, we do have some contacts, and hopefully, they work out. And we'll get a Milan fan on and a, a Napoli fan on. And I do know a couple of Roma people as well. So I'll maybe ask them and see if they'd like to come on, on board and have a chat about their respective teams. Um, we do have a Twitter account which you can f- interact with us, and we please encourage you to do so. Um, our Twitter handle is pretty straightforward. It's Seri underscore R underscore weekly. Um, and it's just a picture of Simeone holding his cock. <laughs> um, and uh, we're also on SoundCloud. And I will get these up on iTunes um, over the weekend or maybe on Friday night. Uh, Tom, do you have any final words to, or final words of wisdom to depart for this episode? Absolutely none. <laughs> well, then that's pretty much been consistent with uh, the whole episode then. All right, listeners, we'll leave that at that and we'll thank you for listening. Until next week.